Welcome to No Starving Artist. I'm your host, Anissa Benitez. This is episode one of season three. We started this podcast in March of 2020, days before the pandemic caught up in New York, and it's been a journey. My creative journey, we've been supporting other creatives with their journey. We cover mental health, mindfulness, following the unknown, unlearning limiting beliefs, and there's a lot around self-care. So if this is the first episode you are tuning into No Starving Artist and you're asking yourselves, what is this podcast about? The question is still a question for me. This podcast has continued to evolve and ultimately we are riding the roller coaster that is the creative journey and doing what supports our well-being along the way. Because the creative path surfaces a lot of maybe unprocessed emotions, programmed beliefs, limiting beliefs. It's been powerful to not be on this journey by myself. It's been beautiful to connect with some of you on Instagram or receive your DMs on TikTok or whatever other ways that you reach out. There's a huge community out there and I feel like I've been spoiled to be connected to you too. And so one of the aspirations for this season was to bring the podcast onto YouTube. However, I'm not in a stable living position to be able to have a recording studio and get that up, but that is coming. That is a North Star. So intro on what we'll be focused around for this season. A lot of the same. (laughs) I think a lot of the greatest wisdom already exists and has to be repeated. It seems like there's been a lot of resonance in things that I've talked about in the past. Uh, So that's a beautiful thing. Our agenda for today's episode might even sound familiar. It's around learning to work in a way that works for us. So first, we'll kind of go over the intention of this podcast overall, which we've already touched on but how it arose for me particularly in regards to creating for this season. And then two, we'll go into our topic, which is working in a way and asking those types of questions that make work work for us. Different styles of working, exploring if the ways that we've been conditioned to learn to approach work actually serves our well-being, our joy, our creating from a place of flow and not from a place of stress. So without further ado, let's get into it. Working in a way that works for us. This topic felt relevant to this episode hugely because as I was thinking about approaching season three, I had a lot of ambitions, one of which I mentioned was starting a YouTube channel because so many of you reach out to me and it would be more beautiful to see you all connect with each other to engage in conversations in the comment section on YouTube. And also, I know I have a pretty face. I'm sure it would attract some attention and maybe reach a wider audience being on another platform, on a visual platform. I love visual mediums and it felt like a natural progression. And it also is something that as the marketer mind in me has noticed more podcasters stepping into because Yes, you reach a new audience, but there's so much to seeing a face. There is so much power in seeing somebody's expression, seeing their body language. It helps us understand how embodied they are in their truth. And yeah, while all of that is so beautiful, 
I am an actor and I do spend a lot of time behind a camera. And I think it's beautiful for us to recognize when we're overextending ourselves and when we're just not there yet. For myself, there's still this performative quality that I have in front of cameras. And I've tried to minimize the amount of time that I spend in front of cameras recording myself on social media because of that. Because I want to save some purity, some authenticity, some exposure of that vulnerable side of myself for my acting work. Um, And I also do feel like in adding the camera, I focus a little bit too much on not just myself, but like the space around me. I have been traveling for the last five months. I haven't had a steady home base and I that looks like traveling sometimes every single week and in many of these locations they would be conducive to filming uh but most of them they wouldn't there's sound issues there's wonky wi-fi situations that would make the uploading difficult um I think it's yeah beautiful to kind of recognize when you have a north star and maybe it's not for now maybe it's sometime for the future another quality that I started to recognize is the intimacy that we share in podcasting. I love listening to podcasts and some of the beauty of listening to podcasts is that you can do it while doing other things. It's so beautiful to be mindful and just do one task at a time but I also really appreciate that you can listen to a podcast and take a walk. You can be working out. You can be in transit to work. You can be doing and living life, which is so, 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 so important these days. I spend more time than I'd like looking at screens and in reducing the time that I spend looking at screens in these last five months, really being present in my body and traveling, being embodied, game changer, truly game changing. And the beauty of podcasting is that it doesn't break you away from connection with your body, connection with life, with being, with doing. Um, There is something about the screening that I don't want to encourage more of, and I already do enough of that with social media. So we're in a good place. There's beauty in this intimacy. I hope that you can gain enough from my voice alone in this season. And also welcome your encouragement, your donation, your likes and reviews of this podcast share it on apple podcast write a review there share on social media allows the podcast to grow and therefore in the future attract advertisers who want to fund said uh, video production undertaking but for the time being i have a high priority of freedom it's really valuable to understand what our priorities are and going towards different initiatives and ambitions when it comes to this podcast the value is freedom and it's also expression. Um, I want to empower you all to continue to do things that allow you to feel more expansive, more expressed. And this is one of my channels that I try to and you know encourage the same of myself. So we've learned to work in a way for this season that is going to work for us, that is sustainable, that is joyful, that makes this process of production really pleasurable. And you can also see it and hear it, hopefully, in my voice that I've been enthusiastic to approach this podcast and wanting to get back, but it's been a little postponed because of the, oh, I should, I could, I should, I could, which is always a good indication to us that maybe there's a little bit too much too much resistance for the time being to 
dive into that direction. Um, but sometimes, you know, it's pushing past fear. In this case, it's just truly inconvenience and not yet. So without further ado, let's get into the topic of working a way that actually works for us. And this extends more broadly than making a YouTube channel for a podcast. What does it mean to work in a way that actually works for us? This topic is valuable because we have so been deeply conditioned to work in a way that works for the economy. In most countries, in the U.S. particularly, I can speak to you as I was raised predominantly in this country, and it has been geared towards working um, around those working a nine-to-five. So when we think of what work should look like, it and it makes me think back to when I started season one of this episode of this podcast where I recorded a episode or two episodes every single week because I believed that that is what signifies we are working in the working world you are continuously working and so if I wasn't continuously working at it it felt like I wasn't being productive it felt like I wasn't taking it seriously so a beautiful question for us to think about is who taught us the schedule, the schedule of work, the schedule of working as it pertains to schooling. Does it support us? And was it made for us? As I said pretty explicitly, in most cases, the structure of working wasn't made for us. The nine to five wasn't made for us in present day. Uh, A lot of the studies are out there and I encourage you to look at them around ways in which we are most productive and it seems like we have diminishing returns over time as far as our energy and our attention on a particular subject if we dedicate less hours we actually open up more room to be innovative we open up more room for daydreaming so there's a lot of that that's seen within the work style but it's been so deeply conditioned within to us to work longer hours because that's what we see around us in schooling we've been conditioned if you went to a public school particularly i was homeschooled so i experienced this a little bit later in life Um, i started going to school around middle school and the hours of waking up around 8 a.m and then getting home i had some extracurriculars like dance and such and getting home around 4 p.m it really works for your parents who might be working during those hours and so they don't have to think about your um yeah supervision which is beautiful but it doesn't necessarily serve our well-being and we can stay so in a cycle of extending ourselves overextending ourselves for the working world uh, for our own projects fitting in way too much and it's worth us taking a step back and understanding if it supports us because there are different types of ways to work and sadly, we, they're not the norm, and so we have a lack of exposure to them. And many people who maybe work in this way don't want to show it off because it makes them look or carry a perception of being lazy. But I've found for myself, and this was the transition from season one of this podcast to season two, that it works for me to work seasonally. So it doesn't work for me to work every single week consistently for the entirety of the year. It actually works for me best to work seasonally. So working 
with 10 episodes in season two worked beautifully for me. I could prepare for those. I could figure out which topics felt most relevant and prioritize just 10 episodes versus when working for the entire season um, of one, it was just like coming up with whatever for that arose that week. And it wasn't as thoughtful. And so there's a level of thoughtfulness that can arise when we work seasonally. There's also this beauty in seasonal working, working um, for a season on a particular project. Maybe you can't do that for your nine to five or for whatever makes you your livelihood. But when it pertains to creative projects that you undertake, there might be some more autonomy that you carry. How can you consider working in a way that is three months on, three months off? Is there a way that you can work maybe and take the summer off? Maybe you've learned and you've seen that most people work the same way every single day. You know, they start their morning with the same routine. By afternoon, they have lunch at this time and the evening shakes up and they focus on this. Maybe that doesn't work for you. Is there value in changing up each day? Adding some level of change creates novelty. It creates a sense of spontaneity, adventure. Maybe you thrive with loose structure. I know that's been the case for me. I've observed that I love having acting and modeling and in-person guiding meditations or whatever injected into my week because getting out and seeing people is so healthy. And though I've benefited hugely from having all of this creative autonomy that kicked off really during the pandemic, where I can create a podcast, I can create social media content, and I can get paid for living a lifestyle that is kind of like a recluse, a creative recluse. It's just not healthy for my mental health, and it also doesn't keep me in a flow state and keep me excited about life. And so understanding ways that work um, outside of the norm is valuable and writing down what structure actually works for us. What have we observed? What have we trialed? What have we tested? And how does it impact our ability to focus? What keeps work pleasurable and joyful is the second big question to ask. And the third big question, I'll go back to the pleasurable and joyful topic, but um, the third big question is what allows us to not burn out? So <clears throat> going back to what keeps work pleasurable and playful and joyful well time off yes hugely um, but it also might be in that breaking up of our days and our weeks it might also be in collaboration with other people uh, like I said I thrive with a lot of autonomy and solo time I think I can't get in my own way but I can feel that people are holding back a timeline or there's difficulty in collaborating with them and therefore it's I'm willing to release projects or sometimes I just love collaborating with people but then I'm very much willing to throw my hands in the air and see if it happens it happens and not really be a leader in those situations and so I think it is good to kind of understand what's going on with us when it comes to finding that pleasure and that playfulness Maybe we're putting a lot of pressure on ourselves to do work during times of the day that don't actually feel good for us. Maybe you have a creative project and you just happen to have a really long day at work and so you try to schedule it in after the end of the long day of work. But at that point, it could be fun, but it's more pressuring it. Is there a way that you can actually just save it for weekends? Is there a way that you can take 
actual unpaid time off or paid time off and focus in on those creative projects I don't know what your situation is but the rooted question for you to ask yourself is what keeps work pleasurable and playful what keeps creative work you know feeding us back energizing us because one of the things that I've been unpacking is understanding what brings me most alive and tuning into that aliveness because anything that is going to be sustainable is stuff that energizes back you have to have a balance of that kind of thing in your life if not you ended up on a very depleted train which I was up until five months ago depleted train depleted energy and it led me to hit a rock bottom which was much needed and you know whenever you hit those rock bottoms it is a rejection of your past way of operating and forces you to come into a new way of operating and revisit the question of what keeps this not only what keeps our creative projects but what keeps life playful pleasurable how can we tune into that more especially when we're living in i'm back in the new york area and so living in an environment that only reinforces obligation duty work 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 discipline and less so leisure leisure so three what allows us to not burn out what allows us to sustain being in a ability to revisit projects with some energy and i have noticed that redefining vacations is a big way i actually hate the word vacation now not that i hate it but i think it is a signifier that we have created an entire separate entity to define pleasure to define leisure to define play not only do we like normalize work but we make it almost eccentric to have time of enjoyment and so this is my recent opinion i'll maybe feel differently in the future so do not quote me but as of now I'm anti-usage of uh, vacation language because we should be living in a way where pleasure and play and travel and experiences are more weaved into our lives organically and it's encouraged. If you take time off, it's normalized. Uh, If you spend time in a day taking care of family, you have ample time to get back to your work and sick days are encouraged and mental health days are encouraged and it's just more fluid way of existing in the world versus like heads down all other areas of life suffer and then okay you can revisit xyz area of life take jury duty (laughs) i think there's so much beauty when i started to think about working in a way that's maybe three weeks of prioritizing work projects and then the final week of the month not thinking about it at all and really just allowing myself to be to wake up in the morning and not action on anything which is really difficult to just tune into well-being tune into relationships but those are the things that provide us this huge level of life force energy that allows us to channel that back into anything that we create and do. And when we start cutting ourselves off from the living part of life, <laughs> from the experiences, from just sitting and watching birds and taking in nature, to watching this 
sky and the clouds pass and change then we're missing like so much magic so much beauty and we can continue taking that for granted if we continue to operate in this pushing scheduled a structure that has been created to make money for people who are insatiable i call them insatiable some might say greedy choose your words so asking questions that only you can answer is often the theme of this podcast revisiting the question of what structures of work work for us what keeps work pleasurable creative work and projects pleasurable and playful what allows us to not burn out questioning if the structure that we're currently working within was made for us actually supports us hours wise days wise weeks wise thinking monthly thinking yearly thinking seasonally i am clear that i don't have all the answers to this podcast and i am okay with that This stage of life for me is deeply about embodiment and that's why taking time off has also been valuable because in thinking more, I will rarely ever solve the challenges that I'm working through, but I will raise more questions, ones that I can share with you too, and hopefully you can feel within your body to find the answers. I hope that you take the time to tune into yourself and find those answers within Your body is a powerful source of knowledge. Your creative life force energy bleeds through that, through that body, through that alignment. And I thank you for taking the time to tune into yourself in this moment, to be along this creative journey with me, questioning the ways that we've been conditioned to operate and understanding if it works for us and our creativity. Thank you for listening to today's episode share it on social you can find me at anisa benitez on instagram and tiktok grateful to be along this creative journey with you i appreciate you